This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say, what's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half-time, but I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. Hello, good evening and welcome. We're back. We're back. We're back for another episode of the Wednesday week. We've had the summer off. I must admit, I've kept right out the loop. The mannequins back, the headsets back that make me look like I'm working in a call centre. We've got our new sign-ins. We've got Blair. We've got John. We've got some old faces in Steve, Vic, Vic. Vic, you're a biro now, Vic. So that's nice. Much appreciated. Yeah. Lovely. Thanks, babe. It's, you know, we've already been doing this like eight years together. So you know what I mean? So, so big. Isn't this year number nine? Jesus Christ. I'll be up for parole soon. And then we've got Ben as well right at the end. So uh, there's plenty to get through. Uh, uh, Simon does send his apologies. He's at the theatre having a very middle class evening and uh, trying to herd you lot together to be together all at the same night. We are, you know, we have to, we have to make some cuts. You know, it's football. You know what I mean? It, it's what's going to have to happen. So um, we've got Simon and Ash doing our social medias as well, isn't he? He's, uh, he missed us. That's what it is. So um, plenty shortest, to get through. Shortest retirement of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They put me to shame. It's like, <laughs> like, it's like Conor McGregor, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's more, more comebacks than Kim Kardashian, because I'm pretty sure she got some on her back. <laughs> Anyway, oh got... <laughs> keep up, lads. Right then, so we've got some uh, we've got some summer signings to talk about. I'll let you digest that one, lads. John, uh, is there any for you that stick out uh, as as ones to watch? I mean, you've got plenty to choose from there. You've got the two mics from Rotherham. You've got uh, Hennigan. You've got uh, what's the goalkeeper? Stock Stock Beans. Um, I've absolutely lost count of how many. Was, there seems to be a new one every week. I don't know how long the contracts are, but is there any that stick stick out to you, John, that make you think, tell you what, we're in charge here, kids? I think my favourite is Will Volks. Um, yeah. I think he fits the midfield role, which is sadly now being vacated by Massimo Luongo, but he's probably more versatile than Massimo Luongo because he can also play in the number eight position as well. So I think Volks will bring some energy uh, and and some and, and a good engine to the middle of the uh, the park, and I think he's probably got a better fitness record than Massimo Longo, but which isn't hard, really, is it? The guy wasn't made of plastic. <laughs> he's either fit, he's either fit yeah. or suspended, isn't he? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I like them all, to be honest. But I think Volks was the one that, other than Wilkes, which is still kind of in the balance sort of thing. But right now, I think Volks is being for me is the is the most impressive. Uh, signing of the summer um, uh, to go along and gives us that flexibility to to go three four one two or three five two and um, yeah I can see I can see him being quite a key player for us to be honest absolutely absolutely now Steve Hennigan at the back I mean come on you must be excited about that he's a big old shit kicker isn't he he's right up your avenue isn't he yeah um, me and Vic went. The last was it last Wednesday when and I, I thought it was really really good. Um, I thought of the players that were on on show against Rayo Vallecano. He he was the one that stood out for me. Um, like you said, he's, he he seems to be a bit of a you know an old school classic 
um, centre-half that's going to take no nonsense and, you know, marshal that back line. And I think the the, the noises that are being made from the, the sort of the press are that between him and Stockdale, there's, there's that initial sort of point of a spine at the, you know, at, at the base there that are, are going to be really vocal and sort of really get a hold of everything. Um, I thought between them, him, Iorfa and Femewo, I think that's how you pronounce it, um, looked look really steady, to be fair, against a, a decent team. Um, he stood out. Uh, big unit. He's, he's, you know, he marshaled the line, very sort of, how would you put it? He's very sort of physically, you can see that he's doing bits with his arms and he's directing and he's sort of orchestrating what's going on. And I think of the players that we've signed, he's going he to be... He was loud as well, wasn't yeah, he? You could gonna, hear him from where we were sat. He's going to be the one that's probably going to be the, the leader of the of the new signings that we've brought in. And I think that's something that we've we've definitely needed. We, we, we've talked a little bit or we, we talked at length last year about, um, you know, the likes of Dean and Story. Um, obviously, th that's come to an end, but we, we've needed to replace those sort of players. And I think in Hennigan, we've got that kind of player that's going to grab, grab the, the back line by the, the scruff of the neck and sort of get old, get, get them organised. Um, reservations, if I'm honest, about where he's come from. Um, you know, we, uh, he's played last year in a team that, that ended up going going down, didn't they? Um, but, you know, from, from what I saw last week and the bits I've seen um, from the game at Wigan, very limited bits I've seen from the game at Wigan, I think he's going to be a, a bit of a fan favourite, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, I think so. There's a, there's a few that, st that stand out. And, and you know, now, now Blair, getting getting one over on our on our local uh, local wannabe rivals, uh, shall we put it. Uh, <laughs> now, the, now, the back end of the season, you, you know, I, I don't know if we did a show since then. I think we did at the end of the season. I got uh, far too drunk on the last day of the season and I arranged to meet you lot and then passed out drunk, uh, cuddled up with Ash. So, um, but so I, I, you know, and I got, I got absolutely obliterated and I had a second win that went out to meet my father and, uh, and he's, he, he'd just been down at Gillingham with all his Rotherham mates and I was in Thurcroft working men's club. I, honestly, it was a whole bloody thing and started drinking again. I don't know how I pulled it off, but he called me recently to, to tell me how annoyed he was at, at picking up these two guys from Rotherham, the two Mikes. Um, now, you know, Smith is a very different character to somebody like Lee Gregory. He's a big telegraph pole and one of, one of, you know, the absolute epitome of a shit kicker. You know, but, you know, over the last few years, we've had Nuyu, Patterson, and now we've got Smith, right? Or is there more to his game? No, there isn't. He just knows where the back of the net is better than them. Better than the two you mentioned. I mean, well, I don't know, Big Dave Ledge returns to Messi against Norwich, but opposite Preston. Um, but yeah, um, I think we. I want Gregory and Smith to be together as a partnership because Gregory's a bit of a grafter. He'll do all the running for him, and then he will. But great, um, and Smith will put on the in the back of the net for him, and also Gregory can put in the back of the net as well. But I just think it'd be a good partnership. Really big, six foot five pair of them, huge, and just. You know what I mean? Just muscle their way through defenders, which we lacked last season. Berahino was weak as piss, really, wasn't he? That's great. <laughs> I mean, um, do you think we're going to miss Berahino? No. I mean, there, there was a point where he started to come good, where we all thought we've got a hell of a strike. He scored in five games. He got eight goals. He got one out trick. He scored in five different games. It's not good enough, is it? <laughs> that's, that's harsh. <laughs> that's not a bad stat, but, but, but where, to be fair, pal, like, you not, know what I mean? Not for a team who's, going to be, who's aiming to win the league and players have come out and said it everyone's predicts us to win the league now it's not like playoffs are good enough now is it it's we've got to win it or at least, at least minimum second isn't it so well there's a now moving on from that actually Blair now Ben we've been tipped a lot to uh, to win the league most notably a lot of the Sky Sports pundits have um of tipped us to win the league. Are there any other signings? In fact, actually, you know, I'm going to give you some personal news as well, Ben, before we start talking about it. Congratulations on graduating, my friend. I'm, I'm proud of you. Well done, yeah. young man. Um, I hope your life takes its, takes its way in a different way to mine. I mean, for example, today, I was in a square in Brighton watching Khalees sing from the top of a bus, singing all her greatest hits from 20 years ago um, and a Primark and Greg's event. And at the end of it, I bought some of these, uh, these Crocs. So that's nice, isn't it? You know, I saw those on TikTok the other day and I thought only Dan would buy those shitty shoes. And he did. But also, Ben, we had Khalees at Tramline, so... <laughs> She's clearly doing the rounds. I, I, could, I thought... When I you say greatest hits, how many hits did she actually have? I can't Apparently recall. Apparently she doesn't sing Milkshake. I she don't does know like why. a remix of it. It was... Uh... 
It was questionable, and I don't think there was many singings done. But, uh, but, but Ben, congratulations and good luck for the future, sir. Now, let's use some of your big brain on Ben. Let's tell us about these signings. What do you reckon, Paul? Um, I'd echo what we've already said about Enigan, the, the friendly against Valcano. And, yeah, first half, he stood out. He made that, that, tackle, that recovery tackle that, that, that was, I think, the only thing that really stood out in that game. I wasn't sold on Fameiro myself. To be, he, he put Stockdale under. If you remember with uh, that one back that he had to head over his own crossbar. But I think that we're probably looking at starting him at left side of, of the back three. Given that a lot of last season when Lewis Gibson wasn't fit, it was noticeable that we didn't have that left-footed centre half in the side. I, I think we missed that. Um, Volks has got should be a good sign. At this level, I think most of them should be Heckler and Michael Smith. I'm not actually sold on either of them two, to be honest. I don't think that either are anything special. I think it was just a bit funny that we've taken them off rather a minute. Ah, but Ben, they've got out this league. That's yeah. and surely yeah. and surely that's that's why. You know, we've got three ex yeah. players in our starting eleven, haven't we now? Yeah. Uh, no, probably more. Jack Hunt as well. We, we've Good got Lord. quite a few. Get the band back together, lads. But um I'm not sure just on what bless. I'm not sure that you can start Smith and Gregory together. I know we'll, we'll wait and see on it, but I think they are just a bit too similar. Stevie seems to be agreeing with that. I think that we can only fit so many players on pitch here. And you, 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 we're forgetting George Byers. We brought Will Volks in. People just automatically putting Bannon and Volks in midfield. I'm not sure mm-hmm. that that's necessarily what's going to happen. You've got to fit Josh Windass in. You've got to fit your two wing-backs in, whoever that's going to be. And we're playing with three centre-halves. So I don't think we're going to be playing with one up front this season. Whether it, whether that's a case of playing Windass in behind Gregory, I think that's that's more of an option. Or, or in behind Smith, I think that's more of an option than than playing Smith and Gregory together. I'm not sure that'll necessarily work. Um, ben, do you, um, can I just interject there, Ben? Do you, do you think... It- that uh, the two Michaels might not fit into our system like they did Rotherham and we won't play them in the same way. Is that is that kind of a fear of yours? Possibly. I mean, looking at Ehequa, if you look at the back three, we've said Iofa, um, Enigan and Fumewa have started quite a few of the, the, the friendlies. Um, you're going to play Iofa. We're saying that Enigan's played well and, we, and I'd imagine... That in an ideal world, you want to play Fumero as, as your left side of centre back. So it's where Equa fits into that, which I'm not sure. Does he come in at some point? If Enigan in as good as what we, what is shown, you know, from from the outset, possibly. But there's a lot of competition for places, which isn't a bad thing. But we've got to fit them all in at the same time, which I don't think is going to be easy. Um, well, given the injury it, bullshit that we've had over the last few years, yeah. it sits well with me that we've got some decent backups for each position. Now, just before I come to you, Vic. Now, Steve, what did you want to add on to that? Like, I, was it the, about the formation? Now, just totally agreeing with um, with what Ben was saying. To be honest with you, I, I, I had reservations when when Blair mentioned it about Smith and, and Gregory up top. I, I don't think that necessarily is going to be something. Um, that we're going to look at. I think there's potentially a lack of mobility um, if, you, if you look at playing those two. Um, one of the things that I've, I've seen in the press um, with, with, with Moore and one of the, one of the things that the sort of the, the, the feedback that we were getting that was that in that final third, we're still lacking a, a fair whack of pace. Um, Windass is quick, as we've seen. Um, we've got we've got pace elsewhere, and I think we've discussed this somewhere in, the, in maybe on the chat somewhere at some point. Um, I think you need Windass in and around one of those two. And I think, dare I say it, it may be that we've got Smith. And if I'm honest with you, from, from, from my point of view, with, in all situations with the new signings, I'm not overly concerned about who starts and you know what happens. As long as we've got three, maybe four, four people for two positions, I'm not bothered. I don't care if Smith gets in before Gregory because if Smith gets in before Gregory um, this season, it means that he's going to have to have an outstanding season. So I thought Gregory was class. Not if a Gre- bad sub, though, is it? Exactly. And <laughs> if, you know what? If Gregory starts seventy percent of the games, it's because he will be better than Michael Smith. And the thing I've seen, the you know, I wasn't overly sort of sold on Smith, but I, if you look at his stats, he's actually as he gets older, he's getting better. 
You know, he, he didn't score a lot of goals early in his career, but the last two or three years, he's really kicked on. Um, you could argue that he's maybe found his level at League One. Um, I'm, that, that may very well be the case. And I'm all right with that. If we've got Smith for a year and he, he scores goals, it gets us up. Or he doesn't score enough goals because Gregory's better, but we still get up. And that's absolutely fine with me. Okay. Okay. So, Vic, you're right, love. Yeah, sorry, I'm multitasking. Uh, you're drinking wine and podcasting at the same time. I'm watching the France-Germany game. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, like, let's just cut into that for the time being. Great result for the Lionesses last night. I, uh, I Do you know what? I, I'll, I'll be 100% honest. It, it, it's not my game. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I've not sat and watched it. However, watching that young girl dancing away and watching those young kids having, having the best time, for somebody who's, a, who's an advocate of ladies football, as you are, and, and women's role in football, that must have been great to watch, right? Yeah, unbelievable. I had a good cry last night. I was listening to Radio Sheffield, actually, um, to the build-up, you know, because they, they have the fan park on Devonshire Green and whatever else. But, I mean, you won't know, you're not here, but there is this fan park on Devonshire Green. Um, and I was going to go last night, actually, but James, James had got a ticket to the actual game, and I thought, do I just go to the fan park for a bit? Holly was going, but not stopping for long, so I thought, no, I'll just, I'll just get home. I really wish I'd gone now, like, I really, really wish I'd gone. But they were talking to people, and they talked to this little girl, and they were, like, saying, yeah, what does this mean to you? And she was like, oh, it means that, like, my hobby's valid. And that I've just, Jesus. I'd gone. I'd completely <laughs> gone. Because, like, for me, like, I was all right at football. Like, I played at a pretty decent level until my knees let me down. Um, but there was no, there was no option growing up. There was... I, I do think I would have carried on if it hadn't have been at 14, 15, you've got to move to America. That was your only yeah. chance. Um, and I know people who did. I know one girl who went to America did very well. She's in the same team as me. Another girl went to, she played for Bramall Lane uh, for United for quite a long time, um, but still had to work, obviously, full-time as well. So I think I think this is going to be a huge moment in women's football in this country. Um, I'm like you. I've never particularly watched it. I always watch the FA Cup final because it's always on the day before um, or day after whichever um so I always watch that I always watch lionesses if it's been on the telly but it, it never is um so it's just never really bothered me and I think I've learned through the last year or so of watching mainly England but I've watched a bit of the women's super league I think a lot of people say well, you know there's too many mistakes and blah blah and it's sometimes it's a bit sloppy and it's like these women have only been training since they were like 14. They've only had investment in them. Yeah, and it's more (laughs) unpredictable, but also like, you know, kids who are playing, you know, even lads who've come through Man United academies and then got shafted at 18, they've been training since they were two years old. Like it Mm -hmm. is literally instinct. It's like in their Mm -hmm. muscle fibres, like Ben will know what all that means, but like the twitches in the muscle fibres and everything, you train your body to it. And these women, some of them haven't started playing until they were 16, 17 properly and having proper coaching. And I think that's going to be something that now, so there's one called Toiletti, I thought it's toilet. Um, that's going to be a huge change now, I think. I think that is something, you know, um, Wednesday women, I mean, Sheffield Wednesday, you know, it's going to be shy. We've always let them down. We charge them subs. Uh, we make them buy a kit. I don't know if that's changed this year, but they certainly still play down Claywheels Lane. Um but Bramall, uh, Sheffield United, the women are now playing at Bramall Lane as home games. It's 60 quid a season ticket for an adult. Like, if, if Wednesday women played at Hillsborough or even at Middlewood Road, I'd go. You'd take um, your daughters, wouldn't you, Steve? 100%. Yeah. 100%. Like, um, of course the, you would. The, the, um, Molly's got a season ticket with me where we're going. It's, it's just us two on Saturday. Um, she's only bothered about Sheffield Wednesday and it's it's evolving from days with her dad um, but she sat down and watched the Lionesses and she's been watching the England games and she's getting into it and I can see that um, you know I went mental when the first goal went in last night oh, she, that's why I'm really hoarse today yeah, with a cough you know what I mean um, I think it's good I, I'd echo everything that Vic says um, from a from a, a sort of a, an ability standpoint it, it does my head in my, my sister played at a very good level um, ironically uh, I've jumped on Facebook tonight and one of the first girls that I've ever coached who has played in the, the Women's Premier League and has actually played for England, a girl called Amy Turner. Um, her dad is a mate of mine um, from back in the day. She's just signed for Tottenham today. Amazing. Uh, 
which is which is great, and I'm I'm really really pleased and proud. She won't listen to this because they're all United aunts, but I'm really pleased. Ah, oh, well, fuck them then. <laughs> she, she's, oh. been the, she's been out in the states. She's played for Man United. She's played for Liverpool. Um, she's done bits. Uh, it's, it's great to see that you know, even now, from me going back and being a, a coach of women's football years and years ago, it's 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 sort of having that legacy of development. Um, and it's going to become a professional job now. Like, I mean, yeah, they yeah. are professional. Don't get me wrong; they're, they're earning a decent salary, but a lot of that obviously comes from boot sponsorship, from all of this. But actually, hosting obviously her game too was like blown off, um, and then Barclays have now got an anti-sexism campaign. And do you know what? Right, I can't help I can't it. I can't help it. Something. I can't help about it. anti-sexism without and then your you said blown off. Face. Come on, you can't. You can, you said blown off. I'm, I am not grown up enough to not laugh. I, I, I was agreeing with every point you were saying. Right, went, right at that moment as well. And, and, I, and I went, oh shit! And I knew I'd made a face, and I've just realised yeah. that we have a video. You're in a quagmire, <laughs> came out. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Yo, play me out, Johnny. <laughs> so obviously the campaign's like gone crazy this year. Um, EE have got a campaign, Barclays have got a campaign, Nationwide are backing us, like so we're part Nationwide fund quite a lot of her game too now, quite a lot of kits for grassroots girls and stuff. But I do think that now that it's in the UK, it's given us, you know, we've had a shit few years. It's been a really shit few years. And again, we came so close, but no cigar with the Benjuros. And I do think that this is going to be the turning point now where it's going to be random kids that have female footballers on the wall, on posters, in Panini sticker albums and all that. Like I used to have a poster of Rachel Unit and a poster of Alex Scott. And I think it's pretty obvious why I had those two up. <laughs> as much as I enjoyed watching the football, there's a there's another bonus to that. Yeah, um, I used to have pictures of Rachel Unit and Alex yep. Scott. <laughs> <laughs> But they were like the players that I grew up watching and grew up wanting to be like, but you could never watch them. I never actually watched Alex Scott play live until probably just before she retired. Rachel Unit, I never saw live, really. I saw her on, you know, on videos or on VHSs that my mum used to buy me and stuff like that. So I think mm-hmm. now this is this is huge. Like, this is enormous. And if, you know, half of these girls are going to end up with ASOS deals, with Marks and Sparks deals, you know, the suit deals, everything. And that's, that's amazing. And if that makes like any kid not particularly want to play but even just want to watch football whether it's men's or women's I think this has just been huge for it and Stevie are we going to the fan park on Sunday can we take Molly potentially I will say um one one thing I've found really really cool about the women's game and I don't mean this to sound patronizing at all but they play a very very honest game what I mean by that is if you look they don't, there's no like over the top fouls and there's no like play acting or anything like that, time wasted. It, it seems a very honest. Ironically, game. it's more gentlemanly than yeah. the men's game, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. And I found that just so refreshing when you I see. I saw some right crunching tackles uh, on the um, Holland game on the weekend. France yeah, Holland I was going to say Holland and Spain kind of let the sound I didn't see that a little bit on the old <laughs> leg breaking and like, diving about like, a bit. But, but, but the, French, the French got straight back up and they weren't bothered. Yeah. And it was yeah, exactly. Yeah, none of this kicking the ball halfway down line when it when you get a throw in just to race a few extra seconds, which is going to happen to Wednesday a lot this season. I tell you oh. what, actually, I could I could talk about this all day, but let's get back to Sheffield Wednesday. But the you know the the interesting thing about about the ladies, it's not called ladies, the women's game. Women's just sounds a really blunt word. I, I don't know why, but the, the women's game is, I can't wait to see how Sheffield Wednesday fuck it up. I, I, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm kind of excited about it. Just, now, just that though, when we say about Clear Wheels Lane, there is some funding going into it, I think. Um, I don't know how much, but I think they're, they're doing a lot of work to the pitcher, so whether that makes a difference. I don't know if that's coming from the club though, is it? It's a well, it might be a community program. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think Jan Siri is paying for it. Okay. I think this will be the point that the FA do have to step up and do something because it, you know, there is. Look how many people are watching it. Look how many people are watching it. You know, I I live in a city where they've been playing games and it was full of Norwegian fans and. You oh, know what I mean? Sheffield's been incredible. It's been amazing, and you see the videos around the town, and you think, Christ. Yeah, like I, I, I can't wait. Be- I can't wait to see England fans go abroad in another tournament and fuck it up for everybody. You know, well, like, yeah, but, I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Even last night, like, Ben, obviously, you've not been in uni this week, I'd imagine, or in the building. Um, but where me and Ben are based, where I work, I'm not at uni, but where, where me and Ben are based at the university, like, we're just off West Street, like, probably two-minute walk to Vodka Red, sort of that kind of end of West Street. And literally, our windows were shaking with the noise from the fan park last night. It was incredible. And, like, the march and everything else. So... 
It also goes to show you that the England fans and the Sweden fans marched down together quite happily, waving the flags and banners, all had a pint each in Division Street and wherever else, and not one scout has chucked a table through a window. Nobody got knocked out. Well, I'm sure they'll get better at it at one point going forward. I'm sure (laughs) sure they'll learn. learn. I was going to say, back in 2016, me and Ash got tear gassed. So, you know, I'm sure they'll get there at some point. You know what I mean? Right, let's get back to Master Sheffield Wednesday. But in in the interim, just just on the back of that, because I do want to say, like, look, if um, if if you want to be that guy to share memes about, you know, with the Irons instead of the, the Lions and all the rest of it, like, you know, and you want to slag off the game and all the rest of it, just think to yourself, it's not for you. There are yeah. people out there with daughters. There are people out there with young girls. There are people out there with girls in their family. And all of a sudden, they've made football inclusive to them. They've made it accessible to them. If you don't want to watch it, just don't watch it. I don't watch Love Island. I just don't watch it. Do you know what I mean? It's, Just- it's, it's a trend on Twitter, that, when it sort of thing. Like, uh, Mike, it's like when Stranger Things was huge over a over year, over, over month, obviously, when it, when it came back out. And you see them people go, I must be the only person not seeing Stranger Things. I couldn't give a fuck. And you're like, well done, mate. <laughs> you're still talking about it. You're still joined in. With the, with, Isn't with, it? <laughs> so like- Thanks for playing. Thanks for playing. It's taken me a, long, a lot of years to get there because I was a professional cynic. But no, honestly, <laughs> as soon as you set to yourself, let people enjoy things. As long as you're happy, I don't give a shit. Yeah. The thing you know that I mean? pissed me off last night, sorry, I'll stop in a minute. I'll say like, fucking hell. Um, sorry, right, her game too, my, my podcast too. Yeah, um, but Sheffield Wednesday, yeah. <laughs> so, well, I'm going to say about that. So Josh Windass tweeted last night, like, what a what a goal, because, I mean, the goal from Russo was offensively good. Like, it was, I mean... Is this the back heel? Absolute yeah. shit houser of a goal. Um, it was, but they fucked up the first shot. Come on, they should have at least... Yeah, been, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> but, like... So, but the point is, you know, it went in. It doesn't matter, does it? It's yeah, like yeah. Steve McLean scored off his arse. They all count, um, apart from penalties. Um, so last night, yeah, pens don't, penalties don't count. So last night, like Josh Windows <laughs> tweeted like an emoji saying like, wow, like what a goal or whatever. And Barry Bannon tweeted it. And like loads of people liked it and shared it and whatever. And some knobhead called like Neil 172437653 from six nine, six nine, six nine. <laughs> like replied from the future to I, kill women. <laughs> <laughs> I I just hope that Windass gets as much space and time on Saturday. And I thought, right, one, fuck off. Two, all right, Neil, you square up to Russo and you see if you can score that goal. And yeah. three, you're watching it. That means you're literally <laughs> watching it and you're angry. I I don't sit and watch people slaughter bunnies because it would make me angry. It would make me sad. Why is he sat watching it? When is the bunny slaughtering on? Oh, in a minute. (laughs) Shark week, so you probably see some... Fucking hell, let's talk about Sheffield Wednesday. (laughs) Good Lord. Right then, John, Stockdale, Dawson, right? Here we go. We we signed Stockdale uh, and then we put him in the kit launch video. I mean, you know... Less said about that, the better. It, I'm, I'm just saying it was poor lighting. That's all I'm saying. We've all been there, like, you know what I mean? Um, it's looking like Cameron Dawson is going back between the sticks. Given his last run out in the sticks the other season, do you have any trepidation about that? Yeah, I mean, they've very nicely edited some of the YouTube training videos to show him pulling off what which looks like a couple of worldies, don't they, Cameron Dawson, in training. So, and he did have a good season for Exeter, who got promoted. Um, not quite sure how many clean sheets he got. I think he got quite a few. So, mm. um, they desperately wanted him back, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Um, and we said at the end of the last podcast, in the last season, about, you know, we, we're not sure Cam's a number two even. Maybe we should let him go again on low, maybe. Maybe sell him. Um, but he's come by and he's obviously impressed Darren Moore because um, he's not even saying that Stockdale is out and out number one. Whether he's just no, being no. diplomatic, he's, he's straight up saying it looks like it's going to be a fight for the shirt. Now, do I expect Stockdale to win that fight? Yes, I do. Purely because he's just got more games under his belt at this level. He still looks like he's got, you know, still looks like he's a quality goalkeeper and commands his box really well. Uh, and he's kind of more of a leadership figure than Cam as well. You can see him, uh, he's already mixed in well with the team. You see him having a, a laugh with Barry Bannon in training. It looks like he's fitting really well. It seems like quite a character and quite got some good leadership qualities. Um, Cam, yeah, I, I still see him being number two, but I think, is he going to be okay with that? Is he going to want to come back and find that he's lost his place again? He's going to be number two again. 
or is he going to be clamoring for another move somewhere, maybe permanent, just saying, you know, I'm 26 or whatever he is. I need game time. I don't want to be a backup again. Um, and there is talk that we are after another keeper as well. Um, not going to be the young lad, the, 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 I always want to call him Prince Charles, but it's not. It's <laughs> something similar, isn't it? Pierce Charles or something. Um, he's not quite ready at 17 years old, but he's impressing a lot of people, both in the academy and the training with the first team. But Darren Moore's effectively ruled him out as being number three purely because of his age. So we do look like we will bring in another keeper. I'm not. I'm just not so sure Dawson is going to settle for being number two again. But in my opinion, that's what he will be. Dawson has filled out, though, hasn't he? Me and Stevie were saying the other night. He's really got, but you know, I always say this, don't I, Daniel? That that keepers coming to an age at a certain point where they get broader, young lads, and he, he really has. Like he's mm. got massive. He looks really. Yeah, he's got, he's, he's, like, got he's, been, he's been out with Lee Gregory. He's <laughs> twenty six now. Yeah, he's been yeah, doing so. So, Ben, do you want to wade in on this one? Uh, you know, I I don't... Dawson coming in, uh, I, I, I don't know what it is. To me, Stockdale came across as a reserve keeper, right? It, it seemed like a reserve keeper signing to me. And then Dawson's come back, like like John says, he's had a great season at Exeter. Do, does it smack of we've tried to sign some other keepers and it's just not come to fruition and this is kind of what we're stuck with? Or do you feel like Moore's gone, do you know what, Cam? Here you go, pal. I don't think it's that we've tried to sign others and this is what we've been stuck with. I don't think it is that. I think I think we should have let Cameron Dawson go and mm-hmm. let let just just let him go and play and not have to come back given the shit that he faced when he were last between the sticks for us. I think it would I think Darren Moore has had to be selfish, but I think he has been selfish because he knew that Joe Wildsmith won't go sign a new contract because he was wanting to go and play games. That's why I think he's, he's not allowed Dawson to either go back out on loan or let him go permanent. Um, when we were bringing Stockdale in, I wasn't happy about it. When he signed, I wasn't happy about it. I didn't particularly like him at all. Um, but when I did see him on last Wednesday night, in 45 minutes, it completely changed my mind um, because of the fact that the way that Darren Moore wants to play, the way that Peacock Powell tried to play at, at times last season, a lot of risky passes um, and a youngish goalkeeper like Peacock Farrell, even Dawson at 26 or 27, given what he faced before, when 4,000, 5,000 on cop start saying, who can get it forward after five minutes through passing it out front back, everybody else would fold. Stockdale won't. He couldn't. He won't give a toss about that, in my eyes. He'll keep doing it and it'll work. And I think that's why Darren Moore's brought him in because he knows that he, he can do it. He's got ability to do it. His distribution from what I've seen is better than than probably what's it best I've seen since Damien Martinez, to be honest just based on that 45 minutes I'd seen. Um, and like I said, I think he's got balls to do it and I don't think he's going to gonna fold when people are telling him not to, which I think every other keeper has done. Wild Smith, Dawson, Peacock, Farrell, they've all folded when when, uh, when Cop starts getting on the back and I don't think he will. So for me, I think Stockdale's going to be number one. Um, I might be wrong, but that's how I see it. And I don't think Dawson's going to be happy with playing second fiddle because... He's had a season where he's picked up, he picked up at least one player of the season award. Exeter, he could quite well have been playing every single League One game for them this season. Um, I don't think that's going to be the case at Wednesday, but I, I do think Moore's been selfish, but he's had to be because of whilst he knew that Wildsmith won't go be sticking about. If we do, like John said, go and sign another goalkeeper, whether that be on loan or or whatever. I think it, it's only fair to to try and let Cameron Dawson go if he's not going to be playing week in, week out for us. I agree with you. I must admit, I was surprised to see him back. I thought that would be him staying there or moving on to some somewhere bigger and signing for somebody like MK Dons. 
I think that would, would, would have been yeah, and, and you know what? I wouldn't begrudge him it, given, no. given the shit time he had of it the other season. You know what I mean? Now, let, let's move on from signings. Also, we signed Backinson from Bristol City. There was Fameiro, who got a bit of a brief mention. We got James from Blackpool, not the one you're thinking of. Um, you know, all steady signings. And we've now got more depth in each position than, than we've ever had before. Now, Stevie, let's talk about preseason. You mentioned that, you know, that you went to him. Is, is anything stuck out to you in any of the preseason games that you must think, you know, I, I want to bring that up? Um, no. Oh, <laughs> um, it's pre-season. I think the, 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 the overriding feeling is the the crisis that Wednesday that Twitter goes into. It is Twitter more, more than Facebook, isn't it? But the result on Saturday, the, the, the performances and so forth, um, I think certain people on our own group chat have gone, is it, if, if we don't get, to, I'll not mention the name, if we don't get three... Ash. Person, well, I said I was going to be three points on Saturday. Is 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 the pressure? I, I just think it's pre-season. Um, I get it. I get the um, the sort of clamour and the want to have a, a good and positive pre-season. But from 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 my point of view, I wasn't bothered. I'm not bothered. Um, me and Vic spent uh, 15 minutes at half time last week talking about the fact that we were, you know in the game against the team that finished 12th and beat Barcelona twice last you know, last season. Do you know what I mean? So you take it all on its merit. You take it all with a pinch of salt. Germany have just scored a great goal, by the way. Um, <laughs> sorry. I played um, dickhead. They, they, pre-season doesn't bother me. Um, I wanted to see how the, 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 the new signings are coming. Uh, just on the point with the goalkeeper, I know we've moved on from transfers. Um, I honestly don't know what the thinking is. Stockdale turns... 37 in two months. He's, you know, we, we're going to see the season out with a goalkeeper that's potentially 37 years old. Um, I don't know what Cameron Dawson, what more Cameron Dawson needed to do from a Sheffield Wednesday point of view than he did last year. Um, I've got no qualms with sort of writing everything off and giving Dawson, you know, the start of the season. Um, I don't think that'll be the case. I think he is going to go with Stockdale. I do. And I think potentially he'll bring another goalkeeper in. But, um, you know, the fact that he's, he's, he seems to have started Stockdale more than he started Dawson, from what I can gather, uh, from the, the bits that I've seen. Uh, the Rotherham lads haven't been massive in terms of their presence. Um, James has not played much, but played decent, um, has played decent or played well when he's, he's been in there. I don't think you can call it. And, you know, we, 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 we've got to factor in the fact that we're bringing in Windass, He's coming back in. He's going to be fit for the start of the season. Uh, we've got Volks in there. I'm a massive proponent, and I know that I've said this on socials, massive proponent for Bashiru. I think Bashiru's got a big part to play next year. Um, I think there's lots of headaches to be had. I'm more bothered about getting the, the team to gel than I am the results, and I think that's what pre-season's all about. I'll tell you what, we'll come, we'll come to FDB in a minute, Stevie. Um, Blair, so Stevie mentioned their cohesion. We've got a lot of new faces through the door. You know, you're looking at team, other teams that, that are playing at top level, like Forest. They've had a lot of teams through the door, a lot of new players through the door. Do you feel like it's it's going to cohese quite well as long as they've, you know, Darren Moore clearly has a style of play that he wants everybody to fit into? Have, have you seen any of that where you're thinking, I don't know if he's going to fit into that, you know? Uh, well, well, I think we're going to have a problem this season with Darren Moore tinkering with his system again because I think if we're going to have a, Dan, a Barry Bannon Josh Windass problem where it's trying to get them in the same team because if you speak to Josh Windass he always says he's not a striker mm-hmm. he's, an, he's an attacking midfielder yeah but he also thinks Neymar's better than Ronald yeah true so, his opinion don't so him going up front he doesn't really like it he wants to play more like attacking midfielder number 10 these days but then by doing that you're going to, you've got to drop Bannon deeper so then, and we don't want that either. <laughs> but by doing that, then you drop in a Deneran, Birkinson, Byers, or Volks. You know what I mean? You're dropping one of those. We've got an unbelievably strong squad. Um, we'll have the same thing again where he says he don't know his strongest eleven because I don't think even I don't think anyone on, the, on this podcast knows his strongest eleven at the moment. Do you know what I mean? I think Stockdale will start. I think Stockdale was a great signing, actually, because it's a, it's severely weakened Wickham as well, which is one of our rivals, like it or not, they are in this division. Um, he got more clean sheets than, um, than we got last season. He made most of the most saves in League One. So. Golden Glove, didn't he, last season? Yeah, yeah, he got, yeah, he got the most clean sheets. He made the most saves, so can't be that bad. Yeah, <laughs> must be all right, like, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, uh, but yeah, I think, like, back to your question, I think... 
it's going to be annoying. I think we're going to have one of them periods again where he's tinkering with his system and tinkering with his players because he doesn't know his strongest 11 again. And that's just I really fear. But I think hopefully the, his second choice or, you know what I mean, the players he's swapping about are so strong for this level that it shouldn't make much of a difference result-wise, but we'll find I- out. I don't think he'll he'll mess with the system. I think he's got an idea of the system, but I think he I don't think he knows what his strongest team is yet, and he'll, he'll not know what his strongest team is for a month or so, uh, if not if not longer. If, yeah. if everybody fit and injury free, you know he's going to have to do some tinker. He's going to have to. He's going to have to tinker. I've got no problems with that. If he starts moving formations and he starts doing ridiculous things like playing Marvin Johnson at left centre half, or you know whatever that whatever iteration that may be. That's the problem. But I've got no problem with him saying, right, Adenaran's coming in this week, but next week it's going to be Volks, and the week after that it's going to be Bashiru. If things aren't right, if things are right and we're playing well and we hit the ground running, if we play an 11 on Saturday that wins 7-0, it won't happen. But if we do, um, and then he starts tinkering, that's where the problem... too much Lionesses, Stevie. 7-0 ain't going to happen. That's where the problem is. But for me, I've got no problems with him having a look at the squad because he's building it. Um, go back to the pre-season thing. The, the bottom line is pre-season football is not the same as, you know, competitive yeah. football. It's just a fitness exercise. Can I ju- we forget that, don't we? Can I add on, add on to the pre-season thing? As when we um, got to play our final under Carlos, um, we drew 0-0 at Ilkeston <laughs> and lost and lost 4-2 to Scunthorpe. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And, and that was a disaster. And then another one off the top of my head was when Yaya Sinurgo was like, Ronaldo for Arsenal in pre-season and then he got dubbed Yaya's no goals because he was rubbish I, uh, so my, my favourite was uh, David McGoldrout I really remember that one <laughs> I, I enjoyed that um, okay so I'll tell you what let's get to that tricky part uh, as we're into the last 15 let's get to that tricky part John I'll come to you first a prediction for Sheffield Wednesday in the league coming down from the championship we had uh, we had Derby we had Barnsley who was the other one can you remember yeah but Peterborough. Oh, yeah, who gives a shit about them? So you've got those three come down. You've also got, in the ascendancy, teams like Exeter, who, who did really well, but like last season, you had Milton Keynes and Wickham to, to contend with. Plymouth started strong and then fell away. Uh, Forest Green coming in. With, I don't know what's going on there. Um, you know, like Royal Rovers stuff, isn't it? But, you know, can you see Sheffield Wednesday pushing for the title? If you do, are we talking automatic? Are we talking playoffs? Is playoffs good enough? You know what I mean? I'll, I'll come to you first, John. Okay, uh, it's as sim- simple for me as the key to Sheffield Wednesday uh, being top two is Darren Moore. Uh, Darren Moore's got to figure out, as Steve was mentioning earlier, he's got to figure out his best system, his best team. He's also got to learn from last season on tactically getting back into games where you fell behind uh, and also game management. So seeing games out when you won the look and you're getting to that dreaded 85 minutes and we're all holding his breath thinking, here it, here it comes, here it comes, we're going to get sucker punched now, drop points, get a draw, or maybe even lose. So the the key to Wednesday getting top two is, is absolutely Darren Moore, and he's got to find that, figure that out quickly. Um, because if we're 10, 12 games in and we're off the pace, then you've got to start questioning, is he going, is he going to be the right man for the job? Yeah, and also you're going to question is Chan Siri actually going to be ruthless enough to get rid of him because he seems to have got a really good relationship with Darren Moore. He's openly spoke about that more, hasn't he? So um, my prediction, my prediction is playoffs. Uh, bugs me to say that because I want top two. I, I really think the team is good enough on paper, uh, and with more signings to come, it seems. I mean, we've been linked with KMR Roof, which would be unreal at this level. Um, we've been linked with one or two others the Elliot Anderson from Newcastle the young lad who's meant, meant to be the next Gaza so we, who was we, that geezer you know, shit in the goals last season who was that uh, was he for Plymouth um, the guy scored like 30 odd goals in something like 34 games or something who was he we got linked with him for a bit didn't we I, I think yeah, it was just yeah. probably a Twitter rumour but uh, yeah there's the, there's the ex-Man United youngster who's meant to be like you saying Bolt quick there's, there's lots of names flying around I think they know that Wednesday are a big hitter in League One, and they will have got you know um, many irons in the fire. So, but yeah, um, my, my prediction is playoffs, but I want more. Uh, excuse the pun, but um, yeah, so I'm going to say playoffs. But Darren Moore's the key. Okay, okay, so so playoffs minimum for yourself, John. Now, now Vic, mm. is playoffs good enough for you? I can't deal. I can't deal with it. 
I get too stressed, get angry. I don't like getting angry. I can't be honest with the shit about hotels and tickets either. Yeah, I, well, I, can't I mean, put I do myself that. I really don't. But I just, I can't be bothered, to be honest. I just can't be asked. Either do it or don't. Do you know what I mean? If you're not going to, then piss off, right? And we'll stay here forever. If you are going to do it, do it properly. Let's get out of this league. Let's come back down against season after whatever else. But either do it or don't. I am sick of going, stressing out and watching chuffing playoff matches and going to chuffing London to see Naffle. So either do it or don't. I don't care. So you're either promoted or mid-table mediocrity. I do not give a shit. So it, it's either first or second or anything above relegation outside the playoffs for you, is Even it? Even then, you, you can get relegated for all I care. I'm Book not... Here. Can't be arsed with you. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, now, Steve, John mentioned there Darren Moore. Um, I think I, I think I caught a bit of radio the other day, actually. Talk Sports' Adrian Durham listed his top five moments uh, as he's retired from the Drive Time show. And uh, one of his big rants that he went on was Darren Moore's sacking at West Brom about how he went mental. And he was saying that uh, he said something rather controversial, that the, uh, the the white manager's got a lot more time than the uh, than Darren Moore did and all the rest of it. Um, you know, in that in that vein that John was saying, how high do we need to be for Darren Moore to keep his job um, past Christmas, you know what I mean? Or I, I appreciate you're probably going to say he's the man for the job because, as we've said a thousand times, changing the manager gets you gets you nowhere. Uh, is he going to have his if he's going to have his uh, his formation settled? I mean, where, where do you think we'll finish this season? What's what's the jive? Uh, the jive. Yeah, what's the jive? <laughs> I watched I watched the movie the other night. I don't know if you've seen it. It's called Mystery Men. What's and, uh, the jive? What's the film? And he calls somebody a jive turkey, and they all get really That's offended. Better be up there with enjoy your time. Yeah, enjoy <laughs> your time. What's the jive? What's the jive? What's the oh, jive, mon frere? Hold, pod, hold tight. Every pod this season starting with "Good evening, everybody." What's the jive? Keskula <laughs> yeah, here. Come on. Um, <clears throat> prediction: We aren't going to win the league. I, I, I can't see past Ipswich. I can't. I think. I think the 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 manager is it. Kieran McKenna is 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 that his name? The guy from Man United. He's gone in there. Um, they're they're going to be tasty as hell this year. I think Ipswich will win the league. Um, I think anything less than second. If we don't go up, are uh, you actually we- noting this down to bring this up against us? I yeah. Uh, I, I tend to make notes when uh, when when we're recording because uh, this may shock you. But my, in terms of my preparation for uh, for these shows, uh, it's quite ad hoc is the uh, is the official term. So as things get said, I write them down, and then when so for example, if John says something, I'll have that Ben later on. You know what I mean? I've got like a whole a whole you thing, do, mate. You do a great job as well. Thanks, babe. Don't 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 listen to Cameron. Listen, you, you've you you've circumvented from the jive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ipswich are going to win the league for me. Uh, are they? Best case scenario, uh, second. Um, I think the the in terms of Darren Moore and whether or not he keeps his job, I'm, I'm a I'm a big Darren Moore fan. There's no secret about that. I think he's the right man for the job. I think um, I love watching the style of play after you know some dark after time. we found out what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But after after some dark times under Yoss and Gary Monk and fucking Pulis Ball, honestly, the, the some of the stuff we played at times last season was absolutely fantastic. And, mm-hmm. uh, I'll, I'll fight anyone that wants to disagree with that. As tough uh, as it sounds, though, Steve, you know there was a there was a point from from once Darren Moore has settled that we played five three. What was it? Five three two or whatever it was when we finished the whatever, whatever, whatever variation. Three two. However you say it, um, you know it was it was a long way from what we got from Monk Trumpet and Dross. Do you know what I mean? It was it was very much like we've we've got something here. We we now know what our identity is as a as a as a club. Do, yeah. Did you not find that we were a little bit one dimensional though? And that's it, and allow it because that's that was Carlos's downfall by the end of it. Um, he got sussed out. I get it, possibly, um, I, but I'd, I'd counter argue that counter argument with um, the thought that we 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 he's had his hands tied with with injuries. You know, we 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 were struggling with the players that he he brought in that he didn't have available, and the players that mm-hmm. were there that weren't available. Luongo not available for a long period of time. Um, you know, uh, Windass being another one, Gibson being another one, uh, Dean he comes in, never had an injury, plays what. 
20% of the possible time that he could play. So, you know, he's, he's had to deal with what he's had to deal with. Um, what I would say is, you know, like we said last year, the, the business that Darren Moore does pre-season, uh, off-season, I think is great. I think, you know, anybody can stand here and say that Lewis Wing wasn't a great signing last year. He's an absolute moron because we, we got Lewis Wing in last year. He was outstanding. Season before season, we, we didn't get him long enough in the in the in the team, did we? We kind of went, nice oh, gosh, let's get rid of him, and then, and then we kept him out for about ten games and brought him back, and he was a world beater. Yeah, but for, for me, on his neck were too long, weren't it? We just had a long neck. You know, we, we've got standards that we have to adhere to at this club. It, it didn't work out, and that's fine. And I'll tell you something: whether it be Hennigan, whether it be either of the Rotherham lads, whether it be Bolts, um, somebody will prove to be a, a, a signing that we thought was good that didn't work out this year. Somebody else will come in, whether that be, you, you know, you, you can't legislate for a Bashiru, you can't legislate for a, a, a Galvin or somebody like that. Um, the, se- the, the season will settle. And if we end up in the playoffs, having played good football throughout and go up, fine, Moore keeps his job. If we get to the playoffs and it's underwhelming, the pressure's absolutely going to be on. If we finish se- second, fine, so be it, and we go up. That keeps him his job, and we can kick on again. Fine, uh, as, I'm as, all right with that. As, yeah, as, as the the last bit, as, as for me, um, as much of a fan as Darren Moore that I am, he's got to get us up this season. He will not be here next year if we're in League One. And you know, giving Carlos the third bite of the cherry for me didn't didn't sit well with me. You know, he'd gone to the playoffs twice and fucked it up twice. I don't know why we've given him a third goal. You know what I mean? And then by Christmas, we've got Lee Bullen in charge and we're getting spanked 3-0 by Bloody Burton. You know you know what I mean? It, it just, at home, if I remember rightly, like, it just, it, it's difficult to get back up. And I, I agree with you. If, if we're not up, if we're in and around it and we're third and fourth all season, of course, keep more there. That's just ridiculous, you know? But there's also an element of, look at what Sunderland did with Johnson, binning him out in, when they were in third. And then they finished in the, they sneaked into the playoffs and then ended up winning it and getting promoted. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, it depends on our mental chance here is feeling. And we know he's not the most hinged of people. You know what I mean? Now, Blair, um, Stevie mentions Ipswich as a danger. Now, cheating Derby County seem to have managed some absolute stellar signings for this level, haven't they? Are, are they a concern of yours? Where do you think we're going to be? Well, have they got a manager yet? I couldn't give a shit. No, yeah. I mean, they made some good signings. They've, they've clearly spent a bit of money. I don't know why. We're seeing it, aren't it? Yeah. Mm. Um, it's OAP United, though, isn't it? Yeah. Like, they're all literally like on the last chance saloon. Well, not last chance saloon, but you know. But Shackleton's I mean, high seat chair sitter. Yeah, we're going for all, they're, all, they're all going for the last contract, aren't they? You know what I mean? They're probably all on like two or three year deals on decent money at League One level. Um going for an easy ride. I don't think, I think they'll absolutely tank, to be honest. I think they'll finish 12th and be absolutely horrendous. Because um, apart from the starting 11, they'll absolutely nothing. The reason they made so many signings is because they had no players. Yeah. So it's like, so it's like we had to make, they had to make a lot of, a lot of signings, you know what I mean? And if, there were, and if these players were any good, still, I think someone would have snapped up beforehand because Derby didn't have the checkbook open for a long time. There's, so, there's a reason Horahan's gone to Derby, isn't it? And he's not playing. Yeah. The Sheffield United Chef fans that I've spoke to, you say, well, Conor Horahan looks like a good signing at that level. And none, none of Sheffield United fans have said that he pulled any trees up for them. Really. Who are these Sheffield United fans you're talking to? And give me the names and numbers <laughs> and I'll go around and see the mums. <laughs> now, <laughs> whoa. Now, now go on, Blair. Yeah, I'm, I'm that age now. Um, uh, you know, my internet search history has changed. Bolton Wanderers will be the team to um, Dark Horse, whatever you want to call it, will be the team to look out for. Because they, they had, like, from February onwards, just absolutely smashed it. Um, so I think they're going to be the Dark Horse. Okay. Look out for Oxford City as well. They've made a couple of tasty yeah, signs think, at this I level. think Oxford are, uh, are always somebody to uh, always somebody to keep an eye out on. Um, all right then, Ben. It's... Um, it's your turn, pal. Where do you think? Where do you think it's happening? Um, I don't think we'll be outside top four all season. I'll I'll say that now. Um, outside top four now. Yeah. <laughs> first game. We <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we we've got we've got to get top two. For me, it's it's as simple as that. Yeah, if we get up through playoffs, then you you, you don't really care because you don't, but. I think we've got to get top two. Obviously, there are a lot of people tipping us to to win it outright. 
there's competition for that, as Stevie said, Ipswich are going to be up there. I think I agree with Blair as well. I think Bolton are going to be up there. Um, but we're as good as anybody. We've got a squad as good as anybody. Um, I don't see any reason why we can't win the league. I won't write that off yet. But at the same time, I, w- I wouldn't say, yeah, we are going to win the league. Because I said last year that we, we weren't going to lose a game all season. So that went well. Um, yeah, I, I, I'd say top. We've got to get top two. That, that's me, to be all honest. Right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, it's that time we've come to the last five minutes now. Vic, I believe you've got some any other business for us. While us as a collective and a podcast have decided that we're going to finish top two or we put in your bit where we just finish outside the playoffs because our poor little hearts can't take it. Now, Vic, tell me on any other business. I've got two bits. Got two one bits. Bit is a bit of sad news, actually, like really, really sad news. Um, so today, or I think it was yesterday, Skybet have announced that the rewards app that no one ever fucking wins on has been cancelled. Well, thank, um, thank Christ for that. So no longer can you win. Nothing. This is like when Shed 7 split up. I know. I saw Shed 7 at the weekend, so did Ben. Um, anyway, so didn't you? Where did you go after I saw you at Drumlands? My mother was there. If you, if you were cavorting with my mother, I'm going to be very upset. I couldn't find your mother, and then you wouldn't tell me where she'd moved to. You said, oh, I'll find out, and then you went radio silence. Yeah, she she, she did the same. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, go on. So, yeah, so the Skybet EFL Rewards app that occasionally would hint that you were going to win a copy of Football Manager, and I've I've won tickets twice on it in three years, and they've both been for Barnsley games. So Lovely. It's, it's a sad day. And then the other thing is, I want to know if John is a sex person, because he is in a spare room at the moment, and he has a glass door, right? And this is like, they are sex people live. He has a glass door to his spare bedroom, and I find that really, really creepy. And I've tweeted it out, saying, can anyone see what's really winding me up about John's spare room? And three people have said he's got a glass door. Is that a We're thing? to you, John. Is that Why a thing? a glass door in a bedroom? It's, I'm, I'm, I'm actually in a, in, a, in a bungalow down in Devon. Um, so this is the deco a now. sex bungalow? Yeah, are, are, are you on a gay cruise, yeah. John? Is, is that <laughs> <what I'm saying? laughs> John's on a swinging holiday. Fair play, fair play. Upside yeah. down pineapple, John. I'd put I that actually in your, used uh... to have those wardrobes. But yeah, John has custody, a glass so, door into yeah. his bedroom. That is, that is, that's my other bit of business. I think that's strange. Still working on the glass ceiling. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. Good lord! Listen, I uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna end this on a more somber note, and I, but I just want to say it's, it's great to have you all back again. Thanks a lot for joining us. Uh, I'd just like to extend our regards from the uh, from the podcast in reference to uh, Stevie, who's got something to say. Um, before you do the serious stuff, are Go we going to do um, preview uh, prediction Saturday? Oh shit! It's Pompey this Saturday, isn't it? That's why we're doing it this week, isn't it? For God's sake! All right, very quickly, John. Pompey. Um, it was the last game Pompey. of the season. We smashed them. We I think it it'll be... We'll beat them, but it'll be closer this time. 2-1 Wednesday. 2-1 Wednesday. Steve? Not a clue. I just wanted to know what everybody else was going to say. <laughs> thanks, thanks for disrupting my flow for that. Appreciate it. Uh, two, I'd, go to, I'd take 2-1. 2-1. Blair? Looking at the, uh, the Portsmouth signings, um, I think we'll smash them 5-0. <laughs> ben, is this going to be the only game of the season we're losing or what? 4-1 4-1, oh he's gone 4-1 again uh, Vic? I'm feeling confident actually and again I think it's too much women's euro so we're seeing too many goals but I'm going to go 3-0 Christ almighty, you lot are an optimistic bunch I tell you what, I, I think because it's Sheffield Wednesday and it's the first game of the season it's going to be a two-all draw and that's what's going to happen I'm going to put money on it that's what's going to go off bloody now, rubbish bloody rubbish Ooh, more out and all the rest of it now, I'm going to move to the sombre news right now obviously uh, this week in the news uh, you read about Chris Kirkland uh, with his addiction to painkillers uh, we just wanted to say, you know appreciate you coming out Chris and I hope it... Um, I hope it inspires a lot more people to talk about this type of thing. And, uh, and of course, we hope that you will. And also, we'd like to extend our... Um, I, don't, I don't know what the word is. I, there is genuinely no words to describe what Tommy Spur and his son Rio are going through. And uh, if you, there is a Just Giving page that will probably pop out in a tweet at some point. Um, I know we've previously done it, but we'll do it out again after this one in order to try and raise some money for um, Tommy Spur's young boy, who is not very well. Uh, without going into too much detail. But once again, it's been amazing to see you all back. Thanks a lot, you you ugly lot. Appreciate it. 
you know, some of you are looking trimmer, some of you aren't. I'll let that work out. <laughs> that is. Thanks a lot. See you later. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points. Back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.